Thank you so much for tuning in to the Kathy Lee Parker Show. I'm sitting here with the legend of rock and roll music, all types of music. She's been around she's for a very long time, and she's performed and worked with some of the most famous, well-known artists from John Lennon to the Bee Gees, Barry Gibb, to all these amazing artists. And she will talk to us about that. Here you go. How are you doing, Jane? I'm doing very well, Kathy. Yes. Thank I'm you so much for jumping strong. on. You know, um, you have a rap sheet that's very, very long, and I'm so impressed that you're still going. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you're a musician, there's no retiring. You know, there's no, okay, you've reached this age. Now it's over. It's never over. Thoughts are just bombarding you constantly. Mm -hmm. So you have to put them down in music and word and everything. And I'm very excited about some of my new songs. Well, let's play one of them. Okay. Okay, let's play the um, side chick. Yes, I just put that one out. Right. Okay. Um, okay, I'm putting it on. To connect, I bet she already knew She knew all about you And every side she knows There is a chance She may become queen Cashing on her dreams In a grand slam But every side she knows there's trouble ahead But when his obsession His angel from heaven Don't believe what he says That's as far as it gets Cause you're the side chick Hello and goodbye Yeah. 
behind it, although many people have been uh, side chicks to married men and whatever, I wrote this about King Charles when he was with um, Camilla, uh -huh. Camilla Parker, uh -huh. and uh, when he was married to Di Diana, she was the side chick. Yeah, and, she uh, was. And I kind of got the inspiration for the song from that. Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and then I thought of all the women I knew that were involved with married men and men that were entangled in relationships and uh, how little the side chicks got <laughs> right. out of a relationship. Right, right. I was wondering where that story came. You know, she got that song from somewhere. But um, yes. But, yeah. I mean, even I myself for a while, you know, unfortunately uh, was involved with someone that was really involved with someone else. And you don't even know it for a long time. Mm -hmm. you, so, can, uh, you can be dating somebody and yes. and have that happen or um, and same thing, married, and you don't even know it. And right. then the same thing, um, being um, dating somebody, too. So, and yeah, and I, I felt bad for Lady Diana for what she went through. And um, she's exactly she was reaching out, but it seems like nobody seemed to came to help her. Exactly. Exactly. She was, you know, that's that's a very bad position for a woman to be in. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're in the limelight like she was. And she was exactly. so, and you know what hurts me? She was so innocent with, um, you know, um, Charles is an older man. He should have known much better. It took care of her. Oh, of course. But I guess, you know, he ethically, it wasn't, uh, he didn't have the ethics 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, he did not have the ethics at all. But anyway, um, but make the long story short, um, tell my audience a little bit about yourself again. I mean, I know, I mean, you did work for John Lennon. Tell me what that was like with him. Worked, worked for who? John Lennon. Oh, John Lennon, yes. Uh, I found it was very interesting. Uh, he was, a, to me, he was a very nice man, although he had a, a strange reputation about being um, mean and this and that. But I found him, he was very nice when I worked with him, very affable. And uh, I had no problem at all working with him. Mm-hmm. What, was and, that, what was it like working for Barry Gibbs or the Bee Gees? Oh, they were the nicest guys in the universe. They were so friendly. I mean, they were just, how can I say this, regular people. They weren't really enamored of their own success. Mm-hmm. And I thought uh, Barry was great. Mm-hmm. And all of them were great. Mm-hmm. I mean, Robin liked me a little <laughs> at the time, but, you know, they lived so far away. I didn't want to go out with them mm-hmm. because I I don't like uh, relationships that are, uh, there's a distance involved. So, but anyway, they were very, very nice people. Mm-hmm. And it's a funny story because how I got on the record. Because uh, one of my friends was Sneaky Pete, Pete Clino, the pedal steel that pedal steel guy that played with everyone. Uh-huh. And he said, "You want to go to a BG session? I'm playing tonight." So I went to the session, and they knew who I was, and they said, "You want to be on this uh, album?" And I said, "Of course." So they said, "Get to the piano," <laughs> and uh, I played. <laughs> and that's how I got on. But back again, how did he get on with John Lennon? Yes, I got on famously with him. In fact, uh, he offered to get me a clavichord one day to play, which is an old instrument from uh, the 1600s. And it's it's a very beautiful sounding instrument. Many people don't play it anymore. You know, it's kind of an obsolete instrument at this point. But he said, I'll get you a clavichord to play if you want. That was kind of the forerunner of the piano. And uh, he he was just very nice and charming. And uh, I found it it was a very pleasant experience. Mm -hmm. Wow. And... uh... And now you're singing your own music and yes. doing your your own thing. Um, what about um, Harry Nelson, I think it is? Well, Harry Nelson, yeah. I was on quite a few of his albums. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was also nice. I mean, he sent me TV sets. He sent me a, a bowling trophy. he sent me all kinds of little presents because you know when you're as famous as Harry everyone is sending you stuff all the time so you know he was passing it on I would take it 
and I got a TV set from him, a bowling trophy, uh, this and that. Mm-hmm. So that was very nice. I mean, he passed away young, mm-hmm. but he was a very, very good singer. I can't live, I can't live without you. Wow. And uh, yeah, that's a classic song. What about um, Ringo Starr? Ringo Starr, he's like the funniest guy in the universe. I've been to a few dinner parties with him, and he does like uh, physical comedic humor. And uh, he was just so funny, it was unbelievable. I mean, he was like just doing things, crawling under the table, doing really funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a, a great sense of humor, and he's very entertaining guy. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah, all they were all very friendly. But Ringo was like the funniest guy I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was on a couple of his albums too. I can't let's see, stop and smell the roses. And there was I I can't remember what it was. There was another one too. Mm-hmm. And. and uh, what, yeah, was, what about what? um, what about Jimmy Spears? Is it Spears? Oh, Jimmy Spears. Uh huh. Yes, I wrote his hit song, "The Original Tap Dancing Kid." That was written for my brother. Mm-hmm. And he sang it, and that was a big hit in the Midwest. And everyone thought he wrote it, but I wrote it. And I was the musical director and pianist. Uh, in his band for a while. <laughs> wow. And, and I traveled around with him. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, he uh, he was hit by a, a band in the, I think it was 1984, he passed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, because he was riding a motorcycle and he was hit by a van and that was it. You know, it was very young. Mm-hmm. So that was the end of his career, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But he's a classic too. He's, he was, uh, he had a big fan base in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, yeah. And he was a very prolific songwriter too. He, he wrote Take Me to the Nest and a lot of uh, weird songs that people just loved. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, he, he's got, kind of got a famous family because his sister is the filmmaker Penelope Spheris. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember there was this, uh, a movie that she made that was got very famous. It was about, uh, mm, I can't remember the name of it. It's a, it was a, about a neighborhood or something like that. But Penelope Spheris is still around. Mm-hmm. What about and, what about Keith Moon? Keith Moon, yes, the drummer. I oh. played a few sessions with him. He was very funny too. He was the one that drove his car into a swimming pool. Oh, I think yeah. I heard something about that. Yeah. Wow. He drove his car into a swimming pool, and he was, you know. A Brit. He was very funny, very funny guy too. Mm-hmm. And so, 
do you have any um i mean you have a list here so long of artists that you worked with and uh which one was the most favorite and fun and memorable uh oh there was a couple um what about dr john well dr john played keyboard too oh yes i played uh Right, I played an organ, and he was on a keyboard uh, for a session we did. He was great. Dr. John was just fabulous. And, you know, they put him on the uh, synth piano, the electric piano, mm -hmm. and they put me on the piano. And I said, don't you know who this is? This is Dr. John. He's got to be on the piano. Let me be on the synth. And they and they said okay. I put, and I can't even remember who we were working for, but we did a double piano, double keyboard thing, mm -hmm. and uh, that was a lot of fun too. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Lee Leland Sklar was on bass, mm -hmm. and jimmy what's his name that place with everyone was on drums and uh that my memory is uh whoops <laughs> okay okay and um tell us a little bit about you again let's go back to you and uh tell me how did you get started in all the music and and everything do you have someone in your family that introduced you to it or no one in my family was musical my dad was this guy, and he was completely tone deaf. Oh. He, he couldn't carry a melody. He couldn't hear music. And my mother appreciated music. But the way I got into music was uh, we moved into this big house on Alvarado Street uh, that's near downtown in L.A., and uh, it happened to have an old piano in it. And they sent me to kindergarten. I watched the teacher play the piano. And I came home and I turned on the radio and I could play anything I heard on the radio. Mm -hmm. It's just, it was just natural. I could play all the chords and everything. And my mother didn't think anything of it. And she said, oh, you know, every kid has got a talent. And one of her friends said, Oh my God, no, you've got to give the child piano lessons. So, uh, started me on piano. My mother finally relented, and I got to study piano when I was around five or six, maybe I was seven, six or seven years old, with uh, Ignatz Hillsberg, whose brother was head of the Philadelphia Orchestra. So, he was a very important teacher. And I was playing a Mozart concerto then. I had it all memorized, all 83 pages. And uh, I just I just loved playing the piano. And then I turned on the radio one day and I heard some jazz. And I thought, oh, I can do that. So I started listening to jazz records and I got, oh, uh, George Shearing records and a, a bunch of records mm -hmm. uh, and Stan Getz records. And then I started playing jazz. I copied the music from the records, you know, how they improvised. And I got an idea. I never studied it, 
And then I started playing with bands when I was 14. And I was working gigs and making money. Uh-huh. And I had a job after school uh, playing for ballet classes. So I was always playing the piano. And I decided uh, to go to New York and try my my luck there. And I got to play with some very famous bands. I played with the Stan Getz. I played with Charlie Mingus. Uh, and uh, I played with, um, just before he passed, I played with Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, yeah, I got to meet all these people. And I got into rock because I was, I was younger, but I was listening to Dylan and everything. And I said, I can write words too. And I started writing the rock stuff and, and, and words. And I got a contract with RCA. Oh and I got gosh. one of the biggest advances in history. That is wonderful. So, uh, what was that? I said, that was wonderful. That's great. Yeah. I know. I got one of the biggest advances in history, and I moved back to L.A., where I was from, and uh, I've been working ever since with all kinds of bands, jazz bands, rock bands. I worked with a lot of country bands in the 80s, 70s, and 80s, and uh, I'm still working. (laughs) You have some artists that you have written and trained and or helped them you know he helped them and they're making a name for themselves out there and that is so wonderful too right and every tuesday night i i do a jazz thing i'm streaming it uh uh with dale fielder on sax bill marcus paul Cohn on drums uh and me on piano and uh It's a house up near the Hollywood sign, mm-hmm. and uh, you can go to Laurel Tunes on uh, YouTube and like like it and subscribe to Laurel Tunes, and every week you'll hear me play piano. And it starts about 7.20, you know, 7 to 9, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm up there every Tuesday night. So you can live stream it. Wow. Yeah. That is awesome. That is really, really cool. Thank you. And uh, that's exciting, the things that you've done. And um, in the writing, you know, how do you get your music from, you know, I noticed that you write a lot. I mean, everything you you sing now is you, you written all your music. But where do you get, besides the idea of, you know, the, the last song, the side chick, but um, where do you get your ideas? Just from I, people? It just kind of come through the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I, I got another song coming out uh, that I'm doing a video for called, I mean, I'm going to send it to you immediately. It's called mm-hmm. Turn It On, Turn It Off. And uh, J.D. Maness, the famous steel player, is on it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and we also did an, uh, me and Joe Crummy, uh, who's, we're making uh, a vinyl thing, a vinyl, kind of a vinyl uh, album. And one of the songs is Turn It On, Turn It Off. And Joe Crummy also uh, 
is doing a lot of songs that he wrote. He was a well-known talk show host on ABC, but he also plays guitar and sings and writes music. So I'm having a lot of fun now. And uh, that is wonderful. Yeah. That is so good. And uh, it's amazing. Now, did you ever do anything with the Temptations or was that somebody else? Was no, that, that was my engineer uh, that does my music. I have a recording studio downstairs in my house. Uh -huh. And my engineer uh, won a Grammy for doing tempt The Temptations. And he is Bob Tucker. And he also did a... Uh, played guitar on some of their stuff mm -hmm. he plays great guitar but he's a he's an ace engineer and so all our stuff actually sounds really good because we have good ears putting it together and professional mm -hmm. and uh yeah that's wonderful <laughs> yes you got a good team and uh, oh I've, I've got a great team right and I just like the fact, too, that you help some of the artists out there and, and you write with them. That's, I mean, it's so hard to find people that are really down to earth, you know, right. down to right. earth to work with. And, you know, not all about me, me, me and just be right. humble and let it go. Because isn't that what music's all about? You know, just, it is. It's, it's about sharing your ideas and putting them into uh, a tangible form that people can listen to and recognize. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, it's very important. Uh, I have a good artist called Kama Ruby uh, from Bakersfield and she's put out some songs I wrote too. And uh, you know, I keep getting new artists, so that's fortunate. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm just having a lot of fun, and I'm, it's it's very it's a really a big blessing that I can uh, do this my whole life mm -hmm. and not have a job, <laughs> a job job. This is a music job. Is actually it's not even a job to me. It's just like a gift from heaven, if you know what I mean. Aww. Yeah, you're just doing something that you love, and in some yeah. days you could probably work 14 hours. Other days, York six. So, you know what I mean? You're not like, right. and you love what you do. And uh, yeah. that's a, that you're very lucky. It's a blessing. But anyway, it is a blessing. let's get back to some of these other fantastic people that you work with. There's somebody named, his name is Jimmy. No, Jim, and it's K E L T N E R. Is my spelling that right? Oh, that's the drummer I was Keltner, Jim Keltner. No, he was a drummer uh -huh. on every session in the world. That's Jimmy Keltner, Jim Keltner, of course. And uh, he was even on a double session with Keith Moon's and Jim Keith Moon and Jim Keltner on drums. Uh -huh. And uh, no, Jim is like the consummate drummer. He plays everything, but most he played on all Nielsen stuff, Ringo stuff. Everyone, everyone in the world record he was on, mm -hmm. and and probably he's still doing it. I mean, I haven't heard from him in in years, but uh, he's just a great, great drummer. 
you know, he can do anything. Wow. So that was uh, a real pleasure working with him. Well, let's play another. I was going to wait until the very, very end and play this, but let's play the, another song. It's called Tune It Tune. Yeah, tune it on, tune it on, and uh, I would like to play that for you. And uh, oh, you have that now. Turn it on, turn it off. Oh, is that what to say? Turn it. I just got turn it on. That's all I have. Okay. I didn't know it was off. Okay, yeah, that's <laughs> my new song. It's it's just coming out. Of course. Oh my play gosh. It. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it was sent over to me. So okay, here we go. One, two, three. Yes. Here we go. I can see you clearly Oh, chatter and small talk You try and hide your feelings But you're aware of deep emotion Wish I could read your thoughts You're so beautifully broken So fall asleep
absolutely amazing too another good song and it sounds a little sexy too <laughs> oh thank you yes that's the song i'm putting out now mm -hmm. yeah. and uh yeah i'm doing a video for it uh, we're gonna have uh uh we videoed a power station you know for turn it on turn it off it's gonna be a real interesting video yeah so it was a good song and uh your voice is unique and and fun and i love it and i am just enjoying your music and i'm thankful that you know you've, you've been on my show before about what it almost two years ago or longer and uh and you brought in some fantastic music again so and you're just outstanding i think you're like yeah, you are a legend out there. You know, you've been with some of the <laughs> best artists, and you know, and I was excited that you were with um, Rango Starr and Bee Gees, John Lennon. I didn't know John Lennon had a, you know, was very mean or anything like that. I, he seemed like a very quiet man. Yeah, he was quiet. I guess uh, he was serious. He was a very serious guy, you know, but he was nice. At least uh, is what I saw him. He was nice and he was serious. Mm -hmm. Maybe just the serious size. Sometimes people take wrong. And, uh, yeah, they do. Yeah, I think because they're just, you know, too busy into the work. And what about, have you ever met his wife? John no. Lennon? Yoko? Uh -huh. <laughs> No, I never met her. Uh, but, uh, I just saw John and, uh, yeah. Okay. And um, tell me about, so, you, so you're working on this new series that you're doing every week, right? Yes. That's and and uh, people can go to Laurel Tunes. It's called Laurel Tunes on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And and all my new pop songs are coming out on it and my jazz uh, that I do weekly with the group will be live streamed on Tuesday night at 7 mm -hmm. or 20 or you know whenever uh, and uh, it's on my Facebook page and um, yeah I'm doing a lot of different stuff that's awesome and yes. So where do you see yourself going in the next couple of years? Where do you see everything going for yourself? Well, I, you know, just hopefully uh, 
just doing a lot of playing and writing and people loving it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, whatever happens, I'm up for it. So uh, that's what that's what I see. I, I don't have like a definite plan because, as they say, you make all these plans and, and God laughs from heaven, you know. <laughs> You're so, funny. Only you would say that. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, and, uh, do you ever make any um, appearances like on any talk shows or anything besides my talk show? But any like um, live television? I, I, I just did an interview a few days ago, and you know what? I can't remember. Let's see. I have to look on my phone to see what her name was. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I did a. Mm. Oh, and uh, every month I play uh, the women's prison at Lin- in Linwood. I do a gig there. Uh-huh. And Carolyn Nagy, 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 Nagy. Uh-huh. I just did an interview for her. And uh, yes, from time to time I do interviews with people. But I love your interviews. Thank and you. I will always do one with you. Yes. Yeah. I have. I had Dina Martin on before, and she loves me too. Especially when I was with the LA Talk Radio, I did a lot of oh. celebrities with LA Talk Radio. I was on LA Talk Radio, and then here I am by myself, but um, on Podbean. But um, but anyway, I just got a call from Sam, wanting me to come back to LA Talk Radio because I just miss me and things like that. I was on there for almost 10 years. So, oh, wow. Yeah, it's a long time. That a long, is. A long, long time. But um, but I guess because I had fun shows. Like, you miss me because I had fun shows. I had fun guests. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. but, um, and I, it's nice to hear about the Bee Gees, that they were really nice and everything, and they were fun to work with, and probably just more down to earth. And right. um, and it's fun to hear some of the artists that you worked with that, you know, what they were like. So, and I guess my listeners are like, wow, you know, so when they do see their names or things pop up that, you know, they have an idea right. of what they were like. Right. So well, I'll, I'll be making music continually. So uh, oh, good, <laughs> that's good. what I'm doing. Well, I still want you to come back. So. You know, come back again, maybe this year again, and do I will. another show. I'll have a couple of more songs too. Okay. Well, I want to. And, take- and uh, there's another good song that you can hear on Laurel Tunes, my partner's song. It's called "Ready for Rain." He, Joe Crummy, wrote a song called "Ready for Rain." That's a really great song too. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm writing away. <laughs> I'm just writing away. Good for you. And, yes. um, well, if I know any artists that get stuck in their writing, I'll send them your way. Oh, thank you. If you have time. Uh, I said, you got to yeah. squeeze it in with her. <laughs> She's, yeah. I know you're a busy bee. But anyway, I, well, I want to thank you so very much for coming on to the show. And, uh, you know, it was it's so good to hear your voice again and your music especially and um, 
for anybody out there? Is there anything you want them to say? Go to, you, you know, I'm yeah, sure you're yeah. on Spotify yeah, and it. all those other Go stuff. Go to Laurel Tunes on YouTube, Laurel Tunes, and uh, listen to all my new music. And uh, my jazz gig is usually on Tuesday nights. Uh, and it's uh, live streaming on Laurel Tunes. Laurel Tunes, okay. We yeah, got... so I live stream it. So you can come and watch me and see what I look like. And <laughs> I'm playing piano. Like. <laughs> and so. then, Jane, I, you know, even if they do type in, they forget the name, they can type in your name and, um, and find you too. Is that correct? Abs absolutely. Okay. Well. Thank you so much, Jane, for coming on, and you have a fabulous, fabulous day. Thank you, Kathy. You're wonderful. Okay, thank you, and I'll be chatting okay. with you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Right. Bye. Thank you for all those who are listening in. Have a great day. Bye-bye.